0: Hello Purpose listeners, welcome back to a new episode on the podcast. I really hope that you are enjoying these podcasts um, and that you're learning something and that you're sharing it because listen, anything that you learn in life, you are supposed to be able to share it with somebody because the things that you go through or the lessons that you learn or the experiences that you are blessed to have, it's important that you share that with somebody because it gives others hope and it lets someone know that they are not alone as well. So today we're going to be talking about relationships. Yes, relationships. We want to know all of us, all of the purpose listeners, you know, we want to know what kind of relationships are you accepting in your life. And that is not solely based on a spouse or, you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend that is based on every relationship. What kind of relationships are you starting in your life? What kind of relationships are you maintaining in your life? that's what we're going to talk about today. That's what we're going to dig into. So I want to, of course, share with you what I have learned so far. And you know, a story will be attached to it. That is how, you know, we get down on this podcast, Her Life on Purpose, the podcast. That's how we get down. So stay tuned for that. And I'll see you in a minute okay so we're gonna get into this when I was um a teenager probably my early teens I would say when I was a teenager my friend I used to have these um sleepovers with my friend all of the time um we love sleepovers. We, we honestly did. So anyway, I used to, we used to have these sleepovers and then one day my friend's mom comes in and she says, she's, she's excited. She's ecstatic about, um you know, something that she learned. She went, she ended up going to church or something or a breakfast somewhere she went. And then she came back cause she was ec- ecstatic about um, this, um, thing that she just heard this lesson that she just heard and um, it went to the effect of this you accept what you allow and there I've heard that you know over the years in my life and there are different versions to to the way that people say it but um, she explained it to us that way you accept what you allow and she began to explain you know what she had heard and how she was excited about it. And, you know, I took, I ended up thinking about that a while. And the fact that it stuck with me for so long, because like I've, I've mentioned before, nothing in my life is by bi- a uh, coincidence. Nothing is by coincidence. And I take these little tidbits and I keep them. I hold them. I guard them once I hear something that is, you know, life-changing to me. And sometimes I don't even know that is life-changing until I just look back on how long I have held that piece of information. And I've held this for a long time. And I think about it over the years, you know, you accept what you allow. And in that statement, it makes you feel a a lot of different ways. You kind of have this, ah, this, this sigh moment, like, wow, that's deep. Then it kind of makes you uncomfortable. Like, almost like a dirty word, or you just caught somebody doing something dirty. Like it, it almost makes you feel dirty for even, you know, thinking it and saying it. And here's why, because it's, it's very uncomfortable to think that you would allow someone to treat you any other way than how you deserve to be treated. It, that statement alone makes you feel uncomfortable. And, um, so you just go through these emotions when you hear you accept what you allow. So after you feel that, you also go through the emotion like, yeah, like, you know, I'm I'm all of that. I'm like, do anybody say I'm all that now? No, nobody says that. But anyway, but it just makes you feel empowered. Like I am never going to allow anyone to mistreat me. I'm better than that. I am woman. Hear me roar. I don't accept people treating me any kind of way other than the way that I deserve. So you go, you go through these emotions when you hear this statement. And so the reason I think about it so much over the years is because, you know, when you're adult. And you know not even an adult, but when you when you're going through life, you go through so many different kinds of relationships. And um you know, relationships in the way that um you act in a relationship, whether it's with a friend, whether it's with your mother, your father, um a cousin, whether it's your boyfriend, your husband, whatever the relationship is a true testament to your personality and who you are. I, I kid you not, it really is. You th- if you think about all of the relationships that you currently hold and the way you maneuver through these relationships, it explains a lot about who you are. Who you are as a person, even um, you know, like the arguments that you may have, even you know the way that you support a friend, or even the way that a friend supports you, and the way that it makes you feel when they support you in that way, is it, relationships are a true testament just to who you are, you know, as a person. And as we go through life, we build, um, you know, just all kinds of relationships, and we build stronger relationships. And, you know, sometimes we have relationships that last a long time. And sometimes we have relationships that doesn't last, you know, um, that long. And you have to figure out, okay, if I want a long lasting relationship with the people that come into my life and I don't have that, why is that? Or if I have these people in my life and I don't like, the way that they are treating me. I don't like the way that our relationship is going. Why is that? Why is this relationship this way? And so, you know, the reason I, I, I think about the statement, you accept what you allow is because I've, I've, of course, you know, I've had many relationships with many different people in my life, but my personality is one that is more relaxed. I do not mind um, most of the time blending into the background because I don't like a lot of um, attention on me. I'm naturally that way. And so but that becomes, you know, that is a problem sometimes because when you have a bunch of type A personalities or just strong-minded people who are naturally just strong-minded when you're put in um a room with those people or when you're when you're friends with those people, they just naturally um stand out and they naturally voice their opinion before you can even formulate A word or formulate the way that you feel because they just naturally are, you know, these bold leaders. And I choose my words wisely because I know that there are people out there who like to blend into the background. Sometimes the the attention doesn't necessarily have to be on them. And that could sometimes be mistaken for a weakness or that you're not strong or that you are not a leader. It just, it does, that doesn't mean that. It just means that you maneuver a, a certain way. And now, because this is your personality, you have to learn how to be a leader and be who you are at the same time and it, it requires a little bit more work but it can be done but um the point i was saying was you know so i have these relationships and i tend to you know naturally uh gravitate towards people who are just type a personalities i gravitate uh, towards those type of people and that's not a bad thing and it's not um you know a thing to be ashamed of in any kind of way i just like strong people i like strong people <laughs> to be around even though i like to blend into the to the background but i realized if i'm going to hold space with these type of people in my life i have to learn how to you know put my shoulders back, keep my hell, my head held high and still dominate a room within my own self, you know, within my own personality and, you know, be able to just stand my ground. And so I noticed, you know, a lot of times in my life, you know, when it comes to just the relationships of friends that, um, I'm explaining myself so much, um, (laughs) about who I am and what I stand for. And I just, one day I'm, I was just like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not going to be the person that is crying, you know, woe is me. Woe, you just have to understand me. I'm this way. Because sometimes when you are a person who, um, you know, you're kind of the homebody or the person, like I said, who just, you know, you're just very relaxed in that way. You, you get misunderstood a lot. And when you get misunderstood and you try to explain yourself more times than, than once, um, it becomes, uh, it it becomes tiresome and, um, it sounds like you're whining. So I decided to change my narrative because, um, the statement popped into my head again, you accept what you allow. And I I realized that the way that my friends responded to me was because I allowed them to respond to me in that way. I didn't um, clearly voice who I am I didn't clearly voice what I expect from you. How do I expect you to treat me? Because accepting what you allow is also, for me, uh, coupled in. I say this all the time. You can meet any one of my friends, even my, my husband, and they will tell you that I say this. I say this all the time. And the statement is, you have to teach people how to love you. You have to teach people how to treat you. And if you don't know how you um, need to be loved or you, if you don't know how you want to be treated, how can you um, stand up for yourself? How can anybody else uh, know how to treat you if you don't tell them, if you don't um, show them? So um, that is coupled with you accept what you allow. So with my friends, I started to, you know, just tell them, um, they would so for example, I'll give you an example, and I'm sure one of them is going to uh, listen to this and you know call me and, and be like, ah, you are talking about us but uh, <laughs> but um, for my friends, I'm the type of person that if I'm I'm sad or I'm upset, I naturally, this is natural for me. This is um, normal for me to go and just retreat. And retreat, I, by, by that I mean I go and I think. Because I learn as a teenager and as a child um, from people around me, because I'm very observant, I learn from them that once you blurt out something and you didn't think about it and you, you set it in the heat of, of an argument, That you can't take it back, and that you're probably gonna say something that you really didn't mean to say, or something that you didn't want to say, or something that you were thinking, and um, you know, it just really didn't need to be said. So, I naturally, um, without even thinking about it. I go to, um, you know, just my little, you know, just within myself. And I'm like, I got to think about this. I got to figure this out because I'm also the person, are, have you ever been in an argument and you're like, okay. I'm I'm you know I'm saying you you're going back and forth with somebody and they're arguing back and you're arguing back and then you stop the argument and you you both walk away and then you you're thinking to yourself, "Man, I should have said this. I could have said that because I know I was right about this and I should have said that." But you didn't say any of it. It's because you were in the heat of the moment and you didn't think about it. You didn't think about anything that you had to say. So, you know, just being um, you know, just experiencing that in my life, I naturally just go within myself and I think about things. And when I think about things, you know, I start to um, you know, um, it it, it may take me a while to come back around, maybe a day or two, but this is the thing I always tell people how I feel. It's just not when they want to um, want to know it. It's not at the time that they may want to know it. But I always tell people how I feel. But I only tell them after I have thought about what it is, how that situation made me feel. If this situation is really valid to me, because if you're an emotional person, everything hurts everything makes you happy. Everything makes you sad. And it's all just amplified to, you know, and you just are not rational when you think sometimes. So I just, you know, I think about things. And, um, so I had my, my friends and they would, and I would, you know, whatever I was going through, I would naturally just go and think about it. And they would say to me, Ebony, wow. Like you just, you just disappeared. And they didn't like the way that made them feel. They didn't like the way that um, I went to myself and I thought about it. And so this went on for a while with just this tug of war of me trying to keep my feet planted in who I was and trying to appease my friends and make them feel good about what was making them uncomfortable about me. So now it's like a standoff, like, now, are you going to come over here and act the way we want you to act? Or are you going to stay back there and be this way? Because we don't really understand that. And the issue is, or the the thing about that is, they are not wrong for feeling the way that they feel feel and I'm not wrong either, but there has to be a compromise because we are both in a relationship together. And I think people put more um, emphasis on relationships with people that they marry or that they're sleeping with or whatever, than just regular relationship relationships. But to be honest, I'm in a relationship with all of my friends. So I have to, um, you know consider their feelings too. So once I thought about it, I said, you know what? No. I'm not changing. This is who I am and this is right for me and this is, you know, the best way that I can be in order to um, you know, just have a productive life for myself. But what I will do because I was making the mistake of you know, okay, I don't want to talk. I'm not going to explain to you why I don't want to talk. And I'm not going to let you know when I don't want to talk. And that was wrong. So I started to let them know, okay, I'm going to take a minute. And I'm going to go to myself and I'm going to think about these things. these things. But if it was something like they didn't realize that it was something that was bothering, then I would just naturally think about it and bring it up later, But um, the point in accepting what um, you allow, I didn't allow them to change who I was, but I considered their feelings and we came to a compromise on um, the way I handled my feelings and the way that I handled who I was. And um, so yeah, so that was the, that was the thing, accepting what you allow. And I'll go even further, you know, just with a relationship, um, you know, with my spouse, with my husband. And many of you know or or you don't know, if you follow me on my blog, herlifeonpurpose.com, you may know I've been in a relationship with my husband. For um 14 years. We've only been married for eight years, I think. I think it's eight years, it's coming up on nine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we've only been married for um eight years. We're high school sweethearts, but we've been together for 14 years. We ended up coming to this crossroad, um, you know, a little while ago to where um, because we had been together for so long, it was time that we learned who we were now rather than who we were then, because I'm not the same person. I don't like a lot of the same things that I like when I was uh, sixteen years old when I met him. um and neither his um, ha- neither has he. And you know that as you grow, but you don't realize how accustomed you are to. Um, just some of the words that you say and some of the things that you do and some of the experiences. You don't know how much you're accustomed to that until you just one day you just look up and, and you're just like, wow, I'm not the same person. I don't like that. And some of the same things that you you've done before is not going to work. So I had to, you know, have this conversation, you know, with my husband. Okay, now it's time for us to shift and um if if i allowed him to still treat me the way that he did when he was 6 when i was 16 years old um that would be me accepting um that way and i knew i wanted to be treated differently which none of this is a bad thing nothing it, it it wasn't anything bad it was just that you know of course like think about to when you were 16 and think about you know where you are now do you like the same things do you like to do the same things do you like to be spoken to the same way no it's 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 all completely um different and we did grow and we do grow but it was just it was time for a conversation okay we got to we got to switch some things up some things have you know has got to shift and so i had that conversation with him and that was me um teaching him, and vice versa, but um, it was us, I'll say, teaching ourselves, or teaching each other, I'm sorry, how to love each other. Okay, so you naturally love somebody, but, um, and you naturally, like, of course, I love my husband, my husband loves me, that goes without questioning, without saying, but you have to teach somebody how do, what, what do I like to feel? Like, how do I like to feel? What do I like? What gets me going? What, you know, what makes me feel sexy? What makes me feel happy? What may, what, what, are, what are my triggers now? Because the same triggers I had are not the same triggers. And um, what, you know, just all of these things you have to figure out. And so I was like, okay, if I keep allowing him to, um, you know, just for us to keep going down this road, then I'm gonna be uncomfortable, and I'm gonna be sad and depressed and just upset about whatever. And it's not fair to either of us to have to go through life just feeling, you know, just stuck or whatever. Because you know, every few years, if you're fortunate enough, and and I pray to God, you know, we make it to, you know, a lifetime to death do us part. But if we are fortunate enough to uh, keep going through this life, we're going to have to learn when it's time to say when, when it's time to say, okay, some things have got to change. Let's have a talk. What is it that you like now? And you may be in a relationship with a guy who may not be treating you right, or with a woman who may not be um, loving you the way that you feel that you deserve and you are accepting those behaviors. And I know what you're saying, like Ebony, okay, that's easier said than done. How do I go about showing the people that I'm in a relationship with how I like to be treated? Wow, you're right. It's a step-by-step process. Some people you'll be able to say it to, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is how I want you to treat me. And they will listen. And some people you have to show them. So for example, I'll say with my husband, um, I like when, when I was younger, um, I didn't I didn't really care for flowers that much. I really didn't care for them. I, I've always liked creative things and and I didn't really care for, you know, the typical bear and chocolate thing. But what I liked was Skittles and I liked um uh, uh Starburst. And so he would gift those to me when we were when we were younger and dating and I would just think it was the sweetest thing because he acknowledged that I was different and that I liked different things. And so when he would give things to me, like on Valentine's Day, it would be like Skittles or um, Starbursts because those were my favorite candy. And so now, you know, just to be cute, sometimes he would give me those and it would just take me back to, you know, our days when we were dating and he would just give, and I would just fill up with, um, with so much love and just appreciation. But now to add on to that, I also like... Fresh flowers in my house. I like fresh plants and fresh flowers in my house. It just makes me feel alive. I love that. But sometimes if you are a woman who likes flowers, you depend on other people to give them to you. Why is that? So instead of telling well, I mentioned it to my husband. I'm like, you know, um, I like flowers now, and you know, I want flowers, and he, you know, he'd be like, okay. But it wasn't something that was at the forefront of his mind. He would just do it if it was a special day or um, if he he, honestly, if it came across his mind. But it wasn't something that was done, you know, in a a consecutive type of, you know, thing. Like it wasn't something that was just hard on his mind because he didn't know me to be that way. So I just simply had the conversation with him. I like flowers now. And, you know, I kind of left it you know, F that. But he's, he's not the type of person where I could just say it and he automatically just picks up on it and absorbs it. He's not that person. And that's okay. That's who he is. But he, I, I started to um, show him how I wanted to be treated. So I would buy my, myself flowers. And the more I about bought myself flowers, the more he saw the flowers change, He it, it kind of registers to him without having to be said, oh, she really does like flowers. She, because he didn't know me to be that way before. He didn't learn me to be that way before. Now he's learning who I am now. So if I'm saying I like flowers, but he never saw me really like flowers, he never saw me in that element, it's hard for it to register with him. So now I'm built, now I'm starting to teach him um, how, not now, but but then when we had this issue, now I, at that point, I was starting to teach him how I wanted to be treated, the type of things that I like. So I would buy myself flowers weekly to have in my kitchen and it made me feel good. And it was not solely for him to uh to for him to just you know learn to give me flowers it was solely because i honestly liked having flowers and now he knows she really likes flowers that is a quality that she really embodies and i'm going to do that you know more often that's how you teach people that um how you want to be treated without even having to say it sometime and that goes the same way for you know, um, you know, just, uh, taking care of yourself, the things that you like. And, you know, um, if you're dating somebody and if you've, if you're in the situation where you've been with somebody a very long time and, um, you're not going on dates anymore and, and he's not spontaneous or she's not in spontaneous, You be the spontaneous one until the other person picks up on it, because sometimes it just takes a moment for that to register and for people to understand that this is something that you really, really like. And sometimes you have to carry the weight for a little longer or a little more than the other person until it just automatically registers. And um, that, listen, come on, like, let's use our common sense now. This is not for people who are using you and, you know, and those types of relationships. This is for people that you really have serious relationships with, friends, family, loved ones, this is for them who you you honestly have um, made the commitment to say this is a person I want in my life. This is a relationship that I I want to have, and this relationship means a lot to me. So I'm going to um, I'm going to nurture it, and I'm going to show these people in my life how I deserve to be treated. You show them if this is how you like to be treated. You show them. And you make sure that you tell them. But you, if you have a person that doesn't pick up on stuff like that, you show them more than you tell them. Um, and if you have questions, we can talk about it further. But I just wanted to give you that little tidbit, and hopefully, you learn something from it. Thank you so much for joining me on today. If you want to continue the conversation about it and have questions on just you know what I think, let me know. Follow me on social media, Instagram. Uh, slash her life on purpose facebook.com slash her life on purpose and on my blog her life on Pur- purpose.com don't forget twitter twitter.com slash h life on purpose and if you want to send me an email ebony at her life Thank you so much, my friends for joining me on her life, the Pur- her life on purpose, the podcast, peace, love, and blessings to you.